0: brief little interlude of meditation on a Sunday morning. This is just a brief talk today. Um, But uh, it's an interesting um, theme. On our last session that we did, um, Coral, who you know, mentioned to me a story which is mentioned to her um, mindfulness group up on the Sunshine Coast where she lives. And um, it's based on a a book which is uh, written... By a Christian minister who's also a doctor, and the title of the book is "Play the Ball Where the Monkey Drops It," and uh, "Play the Ball Where the Monkey Drops It," and it's based on um, true story apparently of um, when the British um, were uh, India, the British Raj uh, developed golf courses so that they could play golf, and they, you know, they, you know, they them out of the jungle and so on. Only the problem in India compared to Scotland or, um, or England is that there is monkeys in the uh, jungle and, uh, and when the, the golfers would play golf and hit the ball, the, golfies, the, 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 the monkeys would come out of the trees and they'd pick up the golf balls and then toss them randomly somewhere else as little plaything, you know, so they'd toss them here and there. And, uh, of course, the golfers became very, very frustrated with the monkeys. And so they tried all kinds of things at first to uh, control the monkeys. So they tried building big fences to keep the monkeys out, and that didn't work. And then they tried to capture the monkeys, you know, and take them off somewhere else. But more monkeys just kept coming. And um, the more frustrated the golfers seemed to become, you know, with the monkeys moving the golf balls, the more the monkeys seem to get excited about it <laughs> and did it more often. Mm-hmm. And so the golfers came up with an interesting um, strategy um, to deal with this, which is really a metaphor for the way we can live our lives. is what they came up with was that wherever the monkey dropped the ball, that's where you had to play from. Mm-hmm. Right? And that applied to everyone. <clears throat> And uh, and so that's the way they, they adapted to their circumstances. First they tried to control their circumstances, and when they realised it didn't work, they ended up adapting to their circumstances, responding to what was there, playing what is there. And it's a really um, great metaphor, um, you know, for the way we live our lives, because Imagine you're one of the golfers or you're just a person living your life. The immediate thing that throws up, do you know, you do a really good shot, do you know, and then the monkeys come along and move your ball. And it's like, I, but I did a really good shot. Do you know, it's not fair. Do you know, I really did my best and it turned out really well. And these bloody monkeys, you know, they move the ball. And, and it's a really great metaphor for what happens in our life. Do you know, that we... We think we're doing our best and then something randomly comes along um, that, 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 that knocks us off course. You know, it changes direction. So one of the, one of the things to recognise about the experience of life as it is, and you really do get a sense of this when you're meditating, when you just tune in to experience, is things are just happening randomly. There's just randomness occurring all the time. And that's the nature of the universe. And that's why in so many spiritual disciplines, or at least um, ones like Taoist or Zen ones, is, that, is to recognize that um, <clears throat> there's some not some purposeful plan in life. It's all kind of randomness. Now, a lot of people think, if that's the case, that life is meaningless. But if you turn it around, the randomness and transience of life makes it incredibly interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, But when the monkeys move our golf balls, um, it throws up all kinds of outrage about unfairness and the fickle randomness of life that we get angry and frustrated about. Um, As with Dharma talks, things happen in my life which come along to, to, to illustrate it. When we were driving home last night, I was, I was driving home quite safely and, you know, according to the speed limits and so on, and then we were, and then we were going along this road, and then um, a police car pulls me up, you know, and pulls me over, and we were both looked at one well, and well, we haven't done anything wrong, you know, I thought oh, it must be a random breath test or, you know, I want to look at my licence or something, some random check or whatever. And then I won't go bore you with the details, but they picked me up on this very minor, minor traffic infringement, you know, which was not unsafe or anything. But you, if you probably it was a, 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 an infringement, but it was extremely minor. I didn't even know that I did it. So there you are, you, you're driving along, thinking you're, you know, playing a good shot like the golfer, you know, and playing within the rules and so on, and then suddenly you get a, a ticket out of nowhere. Right? I must say I didn't have a temper tantrum but I wasn't happy jammed for the <laughs> rest of the drive uh, the, uh, right back home but I'm fine today. It's an example of the thing, but they're the things that happen to all of us and it may be on a minor level, it might be that you, you break a cup or a door won't open, you know, or you made a time to meet someone and they don't turn up, you know, the, the train doesn't run on time. They're, they're, they're the minor things that make up our life, and they're the, the, the more major things that make up our life, too, where um, you go blind or you go deaf, you know, or you become a quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. Um, those things happen to us as well. But if you speak to people to whom those things happen, um, losing your sight or losing your hearing or becoming quadriplegic it doesn't make you as unhappy as you think it would, if you often speak to those people. And winning the lottery doesn't make you as happy as you think it would. Mm-hmm. The other thing to consider in this too, about um, play the ball where the monkey drops it, when I first read this story, what immediately came to mind and it's funny, it sort of indicates a bias which is there, I think, in everyone's mind. Immediately, the thing that came to mind was how unfair it was assuming that the monkeys would drop the ball in an unfavourable position. Mm-hmm. But when you reflect on it, if there's a randomness to the way that the monkeys move the ball, so they might, might move it closer to the hole, right? They might put it in the hole for you. They might move your opponents one further away, Right. But it's this bias that we have that when we only remember the things which seem unfair to our expectations and we never, we never recall or respond to all the randomly fair things that actually happened to us as well. Mm-hmm. We remember the times when we, when we didn't get the, the parking spot. Uh, we don't remember the times when there was just one suddenly there. Mm-hmm. And it leads into this whole um, perspective of um, gratitude for what is, you know, the the gratitude for the favourable things that actually come our way that we just simply do not recognise. Or the people that are intimately involved in our life, you know, rather than the ones who aren't. Mm -hmm. All of that is not recognised. But from a Zen perspective, the the whole... the whole thing is kind of funny and joyous. Do you know, the, the randomness of the fairness and the randomness of the unfairness and the monkeys moving the golf balls is just the kind of... That's the kind of wonder of the life that we live. So Zen practice is obviously not just about sitting on a cushion. You've got to you get off your cushion and you've got to respond to life. And so a Zen life is about responding to what comes before you and it's about adopting, adapting I should say. The skill of, ad- of adapting is like a, a really extremely important skill to live in, to, to learn in life and it's, it's through breaking, it comes through breaking down all these rigid ideas about what life should be or what I should be. Mm -hmm. it's a teaching that challenges us all the time and when they do research these days on about people who seem to be particularly talented at things there's this view emerging that talent's not necessarily something inherent unless it's the talent of adaptability and people who seem to learn you know to play a musical instrument well or to dance well or whatever it might be, they have this capacity for adaptability, so what they're doing, whatever happens, they're reading the feedback. You know, in, in major ways and minor ways, like even pl- learning to play a flute, you, you sort of read the feedback of that note didn't come out, well where was my finger, you know, you, you, anything. Um, But if we've got rigid expectations of the way things ought to be, we're not reading the feedback. We're just getting irritated. And to state the obvious, to read the feedback, to learn how to adapt, you need to be in the present moment. It's in the present moment that you're reading the feedback of what's occurring. If you're in your head with some idea, you're not there learning. Adapting, adapting, adapting to each changing circumstance. So what we do on the cushion here, in the stillness and formality of here, has a real application in everyday life if we transfer it into adaptability and break down the rigidity of the views um, that we carry around with us. Right view in... Buddhism in the Eightfold Noble Path, the Zen perspective on it, right view, is no view, at least no fixed view anyway.